Welcome back. You are listening to the Bachelor Lifestyle podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. It's been a while. It's been a minute, as the kids say. I am your host. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the show, even though we have done a disservice to you by not being in your eardrums, not keeping you abreast of the goings-on on The Bachelor this season. We went two weeks without a show, which is we never do. But, you know, shit popped up. The Our studio space was being relocated week one. Shit was a little tough around here, so we got that dealt with. And then... Good friend of the show, or co-host of the show, Jason Stewart, was waylaid around the Super Bowl, uh, which I guess I could have got a guest host for that, but I was too lazy. Uh, but we're back. Like I said, I'm Brian Beckner. I'm joined by Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up, my man? Hello, everybody. You know what the um, no. you know what the best part about missing two weeks is to see how much we were missed. I mean, if, if we, if we got one, we've got hundreds um, of responses on Twitter asking us when the podcast is going to be up. So I know it's a, it's not a great thing to do to listeners, uh, go, go two weeks off in the middle of the bachelor season, but it was, it was good for the ego to see how much we were missed. Um, yeah, let me, hit a couple emails and I'm just kind of looking through the uh, old emails here and I'm not sure, you know, we haven't done a show in a while. Here's one. Good morning, ballers. I listen to every episode of The Bachelor Lifestyle and have never, will never watch an actual episode on TV. I almost look up names to put faces to the names, but not yet. Speaking of looking up, I held off for this long and then yesterday looked up. Oh, no, that's it. We don't worry. About it. I think that's for the other show. Hold on. Um, well, it's, it started off Bachelor and then it got into something. But we do two shows here. Uh, here's another one. Hello, everybody. Pete is doing a great job of filibustering the entire season. Dude has nothing of substance to say. Thank you, Ryan and NorCal. Big fan of Alea's tids. A um, couple things there that we've discussed. He he does say this. Pete, he sucks, Jason. I think you would agree. A uh, couple things we know about him. Not sure if you know about this about uh, Pete, Jay. He's an aviator. Guy's a pilot. Yep. And uh, pilot, Pete, um, you know, that's... That's a very, it's one of the more um, lazier forms of alliteration. Pilot Pete. Pilot Pete. And there's there's really nothing exciting behind that. It just, they both start with Pete. Here's another thing, and I don't, maybe you could help me with this. Is Pete bilingual at all? Does he perhaps speak an additional language besides English? Have you, have you, have we deduced that this season yet? 
any chance um, they get to have Pete either fly a plane or speak Spanish, they take full advantage of it. It's almost like there's a, um, a clause in the contract where he needs to speak Spanish in at least 20 different scenes. His Spanish is pretty good. I got to give him that. Um, he is doing that thing, and I think you pointed this out early on, where he says exactly the same fucking thing to every single girl when he gets her alone. Is that not right, Jason? Says something along the lines of, uh, I'm excited about the future. (laughs) Um, I, I mean, I think these bachelors are always coached up. They never want to, uh, they're coached up to not give the audience anything to, uh, to cling on. Like you, you don't want to, you don't want the audience knowing who you're really into. So you have to be vague with everybody. But the problem with Pete is that he just so inarticulate. Like, um, I I said the last time it, some of the most, um, entertaining parts of the season are when he's got to do a toast. I mean, there's nothing behind. And it seems like they're doing more toasts this season than ever. And he's the, the least imaginative, like I said, sometimes he just gives it to one of the women. You take it, and and they do it. So it's a. I like the kid. He's um. He seems like a genuinely good kid, and he also he also seems to be playing both games. Like, I think he does want to find a wife, but I also think he wants to make out yeah. and get the third base with just about every woman that's casted in the show. He um. He, but he does a thing when he gets him along where he's like, you know what I like about you is you're just so different. You're just you really do your own thing and you're not, I don't know what it is. I, there's something special about you. And he says it to every single chick. And it is, it's just, it's not even that he's fake. It's just that there is not a lot happening between the ears. Like he knows his, there was a- his charts. He knows what to tell the tower. You know, he knows how to set down a tail dragger. That is, that is a skill I could never in my life have. So I will give him that. But a a skill that most of us do have, being able to have a conversation, that's much more difficult for Pilot Pete. It's interesting. I don't know if if our audience is quite, uh, watches this, but I binge um, The Crown, which I very much recommend, right? And there's a scene where, um, where Philip, the queen's husband is a huge fan of astronauts and the trip to the moon. And he finally gets Neil Armstrong and John Glenn and these guys in a room. And he wanted, he wanted a private audience for 20 minutes so that he could uh, ask them about what it was like to do that, to accomplish that. And he was dumbfounded by how unsophisticated they were at telling him how it was. And like you said, these guys could push the right buttons. They know they're they're trained to do certain things, but they're not the most uh, interesting people to tell of their story. And Pete reminds me a lot of that. There was an exchange in this last episode. I'm jumping up front, but it it, it kind of uh, it's a great kind of a symbolic moment of what the show's about and what he's about. Uh, one of these women said this. So many people stay in the shallow waters of life and you only catch minnows in the shallows. Yeah. I'm like, I want to get, get deep. And, uh, and Peter's response was, 
Um, I'm so not superficialness. I'm so not about superficialness. I want deep. And um, so superficialness, I don't think is a word. But I will point this out. Is there anything more superficial than this uh, this franchise? And Pete has done it twice. It's the show that's all about superficial. And um, when he says, I want to go deep, maybe he wants to, but I've never seen him. go. He wants to go. No, he wants to. he He wants to go balls deep. Is what yeah. is the point he's making? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, he's there's not a lot happening there with poor old Pete, and it's you know that's most bachelors. Who could forget old Colton? I mean, just what an empty vessel that guy was, and pretty much and Ari Lyondike Jr. and just all of them. Um, and and this guy signs off with something that's that was a big. So there's been a few episodes of the Bachelor since we've been on, and the big. The big uh, topic for the first couple episodes since we've been away was Alea. Alea was deeply disliked in the house by the other girls in a way that they couldn't really articulate at all. And she seemed to be playing into it. And for a while, Peter kind of had her back because let's face it. Alea was banging like she's she should have made a deep run on this show. Yeah, she seemed a little annoying around the house, but Pete wasn't living in the house. His issue was that he was facing a mutiny by a bunch of jealous broads and he had to allay the concerns of the house to keep his himself in charge and to do that, he was forced to send Alea away. Just sum it up, Jason, briefly. Give us your thoughts on the whole Alea situation. Well, if you think about it, uh, this is the second straight Bachelor season when uh, beauty contestants have There's quite a few. Um, There's been quite have a few been, have have, re- have have gone at each other though to the point where they, they force the Bachelor to make a decision. But then they kind of go back on their decision because they never quite want to get the two people in the same room. They just want to they want to speak to the one individual person, then speak to the other one. In this case, Aaliyah. Yeah, she's pissed off most of the house. But um, her beauty contestant uh, buddy, Victoria P, mm-hmm. was kind of the one that rolled on her a little she bit. Major she issues. That, uh, yeah, she said uh, Victoria P said that Aaliyah. Before the show started, say, yeah, I know we know each other and we've done these beauty contests and whatnot, but let, let's not tell the show or Peter that we know each other that well. Yeah. So she kind of forced Victoria P to lie. I think that's how it went down. And um, and Aaliyah just became, um, um, you know, everyone disliked her for, I guess, the way she acted in the house compared to the way she acted with him which is a cliche in every regard in this, in this yeah, uh, franchise, yeah. you get that like four or five times a season. Um, I, you're, you're a bigger fan than, than I was. Of you're Alea. not a fan I of guess, Alea. Yeah. I, I wasn't a huge fan. I mean, we, we've talked about this cast. Um, it was a, maybe, maybe the highest level of, uh, of hotness uh, among the contestants yeah. as a whole, yeah. as yeah. a whole, the cast was great. So I think she was, you know, uh, mid-level, which is, is good for most seasons, but not for this cast. 
Um, and yeah, Aaliyah just became the pariah of the season. And what Peter did was something that I don't think we have seen done before. He, um, he believed Victoria P's allegations yeah, he did. and, and sent Alea home. Um, she comes back in dramatic fashion the next season Loved it. in the middle, in the middle of a group date, uh, you know, the cocktail hour. She had a, she had a tight, she had a tailored leather jacket <laughs> on. And I think like a red shirt and jeans, she looked banging. Loved that look. And loved what Alea had going on. Now this this move isn't unprecedented. I mean, we've seen it happens. people it happens try almost every to season work now. their way back, yeah. right? But but the thing is that Peter actually let her back in. Great. He, he says, "Do you want to come back?" Um, which is a huge faux pas. I mean, well, it's that's a- why we, we talk we talk about how uh, vacant this guy is. Like, I mean, what guy would not see this coming? You let the pariah back into the house. And you get a lot of grief for it. Um, yeah, that's that's how you end up with an immediate mutiny. You know that Alea is the reigning Miss Texas USA right now, right? No, I did not. Yeah, I'm just looking at her. I'm looking at her gram right now. Oh, no, 2018. So maybe. Maybe she was. She was like 2017 Miss Texas. Either way, like she's pretty attractive. I was into her. Um, so he he let her go and they got a lot of they got a lot of mileage out of that and then he's he takes victoria p's side in the alea battle riff tift tiff rift tiff and then what happens on a on a one-on-one or a group date i can't remember which it was i think it was a group date but they were like off you know having a minute he fucking straight up tells Victoria P, you know what? I'm just not that into you. I don't, I don't see this go in the distance. And she, again, she's like Miss Louisiana or something. She's also a pageant chick. And that's how she and Alea know each other, which is a whole weird thing. How they're, they've been to Vegas together. And uh, Victoria P's like, I barely know her. Um, right. It was a weird thing. And also who gives a fuck? Uh, but then he's like immediately or like an episode and a half later is like, Hey, by the way, Victoria P, just not really feeling it. Why don't you head out? And she's like stunned. She's like, uh, can somebody give me a cab? Like, this is weird. That was a weird <laughs> development, right, Jason? Yeah, the, the, one of the like more uh, organic, like, you know, genuinely stunned contestant moments of the show because she uh, she honestly didn't know what the uh, what the plan was for her to leave. She she didn't know that they always have an SUV at the ready. Peter probably told the producers that he was letting her go, and so it was warmed up with the chauffeur in the in the alley. Yeah. But she was she was like, uh, uh, "Could I get a cab?" She like walks off camera. She, but I mean, she uh, she was simply trying to uh, gauge where they were. She was trying to uh, have a barometer for where they were on the relationship scale because she didn't look great coming out of the Alea thing. She was telling a couple little white lies yeah. and he was sketchy on it. The teeth so were so bleached. Yeah. And now yeah. I was, I was and, never a fan of Victoria P, especially she started the whole season with the, the, the whole, my mom's a heroin addict. Right. Vibe. And, and, and that's why I thought she was going to go deep because she seemed yeah. to have this, uh, yeah. she seemed to have a, a genuine thing going for her. But anyways, um, he, he, 
she sits him down just to see where they're at. And she was just ex- probably expecting him to be like, yeah, we've had our ups and downs, but I want to see how, see how this goes. I want to continue. And he just drops the hammer on her. He's like, yeah, I'm not really feeling it. Um, and you know, if you'd like to leave now, that'd be cool. Now it was, and I liked that. She, she did not see that coming. Yeah. Um, okay. Another quick email, dear Brian and Jason Stewart it goes to the full government. What's your middle name, Jason? Is it Paul? Michael. Michael. Dear Brian and Jason Stewart, Victoria F. saw her ex at a concert. I haven't even seen my feet at a concert signed Lizzo. And that's not funny, Robert and Alhambra. We don't do signed here and we don't make fun of people's bodies. We don't don't body shame. That email is very 2004. It wasn't even funny then. And it's my understanding that people are still doing that. It's not funny. Although Robert and Alhambra, (laughs) fantastic place to get dim sum. Robert, do you have a, do you have a favorite dim sum place? If I, if I should happen to find myself in Alhambra, which I'll be honest, unlikely, but I, I mean, I have been to dim sum in Alhambra in my life and were I there again, I would, I would look to get some dim sum. Is that the place with the dumplings? Yeah. Dumplings. Yeah, that, there's one uh, near the gallery in Glendale that I used to go oh, to. Oh, really? How was it? Um, How did you like the dim sum there? I didn't think I would like it. It's and good, then someone though, right? introduced it to me. Yeah. I was into it. Yeah, yeah. I could fuck up but some I, dim sum, especially when I'm hungover. Yeah, go ahead, Jason. Thank you to Robert for a nice little jumping off point. Um, we're all yeah. over the place, by the way, because there's been at least four episodes, if not five, since the last time we were doing this. So we're just kind of wrapping things up. Uh, the... Um, Victoria F who I'm really high on in this, in this season, she's, uh, she's smoking hot, but she's not the most, uh, stable emotionally. And she certainly isn't isn't great at expressing her feelings, but, um, this was like one of the dirtiest, uh, producer, uh, rat fucks that we've seen on the show. They just completely meddled in this one. Yeah, totally. And. And I kind of I, I kind of believe that she was completely oblivious to this. So they go to a concert, one of those one of those I mean, I don't even know the guy's name offhand because it's just one of those guys Chase Rice. A Caucasian, Chase Rice. He does Caucasian he, country singer. It's so bad. And the the modern country this day these days, he's basically like they're basically playing a really simple hip hop beat and he's kind of like twang rapping over it. And I'm, I'm sort of familiar with this music. I know it's like popular and it's called country. It is so bad seeing this shit performed and going, Oh, and everybody's kind of like rapping along, but they don't realize they're rapping. They think they're singing country. It is so horrible. What, whatever that guy does is so fucking awful. And no one should be a fan of this person's music, but yeah, he, so, so, so yeah. I just thought it was going to be another like cliche, yes. like a bachelor band that plays to them as they dance and people have to watch them dance to just a, a nameless, faceless country music band. But uh, come to find out, the producers planted this guy as the guy to do it because he used to date yep. Victoria F. He's I, and, and we should have known because I think if we were if you and I were keyed into this world, which thankfully we're not, he I think he's a little higher up in the Nashville food chain than the typical no-namers that they bring in on the show, like Brett 
Johnson or what? <laughs> there was a Brett guy. It's, I mean, they all have the kind of the same name, yeah. like <laughs> Troy Davis. It's like, oh my God, right. it's Troy Davis. But no, really, no one's ever heard of Troy Davis. But this one, it's like Chase Rice. And I'm like, oh, did he, didn't he uh, play quarterback at North Carolina? Um, but it was yeah. like, it was a familiar name. And also, Chase I spelled C H C A E. So fuck Chase Rice, by the way. But and Victoria F, I, I've done a little bit of digging. I don't like to do this. I don't like to, to, uh, to let go and, and kind of look at the past of these women. I just kind of like to watch the show and get, and have my own impressions, but I actually did some digging on this and Victoria F is a, uh, pharmaceutical saleswoman, but yeah. she's very much an Instagram model. And I'm guessing this country music star found her or she went to a concert and yeah. just like how things happen. I mean- and then- Victoria but, um, F is the hottest chick on the show. I think we can all agree yeah. with that, right? Like there's not, I mean, you can make an argument, I guess, for a couple of these other chicks, but the, the standout this season, Victoria F followed closely by, by Hannah Ann are there, are your two front runners. And if you, if you watch this most recent episode, Victoria F is like having to be talked in to pretending she likes Peter. Like it's not, they, they were on a one-on-one and she's like, I, you know, that's the whole thing. Ah, she's not opening up. Like, I just want to, I just, she needs to open up. And she's like, I don't know. I'm not really into it. And then the, the, there was some tension there before she came back and was like, no, I'm actually really into you. It was, it was a weird moment. Did you catch that, Jason? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, there, she, she, she's either undecided or she just has zero inclination to, uh, to express her feelings. I think she's just one of these like super hot chicks that's gone through life, uh, being adored and not having substantial relationships, Instagram, uh, model world. And she's been forced to explain her feelings and she just completely she doesn't have any, she's an empty up. vessel. She walks up. Yeah. So, um, she's yeah, hot so he, though. He Victoria F is fire. And also she had her 26th birthday. On the show. Yeah, it's crazy. So the um, so anyways, just to, to sum that part up, the producers plant this this ex-boyfriend in to serenade them. Uh, Victoria F. makes the decision to not tell Peter at all while they're dancing and making out to her ex-boyfriend singing to them. Then she doesn't tell him as Peter and this chase guy are talking after the set. She pulls the, the uh, country singer aside and says, what the hell's going on here? I just felt like this was in, on a show that the producers manipulate a lot. This, I think, was like yeah. just kind of they went they crossed the line a bit in this one. And um, and I, and she was just kind of pissed off at everything and told him at the uh, at the at the dinner cocktails before. Uh, they took off somehow. Um, he was, I mean, I think it's just because she's dripping hot that he somehow forgave the entire situation. Like he, he could have easily been like, wait a minute, why didn't you tell me as soon as we walked up and we could have turned around and walked the other way. Right. I mean, it's like, uh, that, that seemed to just be dirty pool all the way around, but she survived because I think she's incredibly attractive and then he spent a good part of this past episode trying to get words out of her that would give him the tiniest of reassurance. 
and she never gave the, the she never said them and he kept her anyways he, he's um, we've seen this a couple times where the guy really likes one girl and the girl's right. not that into it and he's like just like give me any kind of hint that you like me and I'll keep you around like just like kind of touch my hand on the table and we're good and the girl's like I don't know and she's like playing with her hair and playing with her food at the weird dinner they're having like she's so clearly not into him and one he's a bit of a tool like I don't I get that he fucks or whatever but there's something he's he's a tool in my book secondly he's he's injured himself and we should talk about that. He brained himself with a cocktail glass in one of the funniest injuries I've ever seen in my life. And they had the Zapruder film. It was like amazing. They had the actual footage. Was- he, he, so he knocks, he's, he's getting into a golf cart, I think, to go for a round of golf. And he, he knocks his head on the uh, top roof as he's trying to get into the back of the golf cart. And then what happened? He was carrying a glass at the time. Yeah. And what did he do? He Well, he bangs. He, so he's like climbing into the golf cart with his left hand. So the left side of his head bangs like cracks on the on the roof of the golf cart. And he recoils his head the other direction directly towards his right hand, which is holding like a margarita or something and smashes his face like full on pro wrestling style directly into the glass and just fucking gouges a mass. I mean, he's going to have a scar there. And meanwhile, it's, it's unsettling for the viewership because he's got stitches in his forehead. And I don't know if it's because if this is new, um, new bandaging, they kind of do like a new skin thing. You know how like they glue it shut. Like he said, they stitched it. Yeah. But then yeah. they put something over it that looks like kind of like silly putty smashed yeah. onto his forehead. And it's it's one of those things where it's direct, not quite in the middle of his forehead, but just kind of over to the right a little bit and at an angle. But it's about a, like a two and a half inch gash that's that's smeared with silly putty. And it would be impossible not to stare at it when you're having a conversation with this guy and you know that he is super self-conscious about it. <laughs> it's It kind of ruins his game for the season, I think. It's the most distracting physical thing on a contestant's face since Hannah B's uh, Rudolph <laughs> Red nose. nose. Yeah. But, um, but so yeah, he's just himself. last season, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> he, he injures himself and he, he did, he, he did like a bad job of trying to sell the ladies that it was, uh, it came from a fight he had with a Puma, uh, near a volcano. And, uh, that didn't, that, that wasn't very believable. Yeah. That uh, was I so dumb. About, I want to talk about Kelly. So, um, Kelly, Kelly Kelly's is, this season's. Charlene, the opera singer. She reminds me so much of Charlene. Like she's too good to be there. Way too, way too smart for the show. Way too sophisticated and mature for the show. And I think she realized it like maybe in the second episode, like what, what am I doing here exactly? Um, And I think she's a lawyer. She's the one that uh, had the um, coincidental run in with him and his 10th, 10 year high school anniversary hotel at the, lobby at the four seasons in Westlake village. Get the fuck out of here with that. And and she just happens to be cast in the bachelor. 
Um, so they, they kind of hit it off at first. And in the last couple episodes, like Kelly is, if you're like one of those body language readers, like she just doesn't look like she's into it at all. She never gets into the fray with the drama of the ladies. She steers clear of that. And then when she's, when she went on the one-on-one date, she just kept giving these expressions like, uh, you know, I'm kind of one foot in one foot out. Yep. Like it was almost like if you sent me home right now, I would feel the same way as if you kept me like it, it's no big deal. She kept, she actually said a few times, I'm just, you know, I just want to, uh, I want to continue this and see where it goes and, and have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. like, and Peter, Peter at one point is like, yeah, this isn't about having fun. This is about finding my wife as he's, as he's making out with, uh, with 20 women at once. Yeah. yeah it's great. Um, but Kelly, um, you know, she, she's just that right. You're right. The, the contestant on the show that, that realized really early that she's in with a bunch of airhead drama Queens and she's on a game show yeah. to fall in love with a dude yeah. in six weeks. That's great. And she's like, she has no faith in the process. She thinks it's a joke, but again, Peter is hoodwinked again and he kept her and he still kept her. And she's part of, she's one of the last six She's one of the more reluctant uh, contestants <laughs> in the history of the show. And she's in the final six of The Bachelor. Um, yeah, it's amazing. It's it's a weird group. Um, then there was. So then this week he did. He kind of did a repeat of what he did with Alea, Who was banging and who should have who definitely should have been kept around for fantasy suites, in my opinion. And Victoria P whose mom is a heroin addict and who I wanted to leave week one. And I was happy to see her go. Um, He did the same thing. They manufactured a battle, a rift, a tiff between McKenna, the Canadian chick with the accent, which bottom five accent Canadian chick. Let's let's, Let's rank the worst accents. <laughs> Canadian followed closely by the whole um, Chicago, Wisconsin accent. Oh, yeah. Followed closely by the um, Philadelphia, Baltimore area. Yeah. I, that's, and that's, I think that's a different accent than like the, uh, the other Northeast accident uh, accent in in uh, Western New York, like Buffalo yep, and right, Syracuse. Right. That's, a, that's another but one. The worst, the worst accent of all time, of course, is the Boston accent, which is grading in every single way, but also denotes that a person is from the Boston area, which immediately makes them one of the worst people you've ever met, mm-hmm. just as a rule. Yeah. Um, so McKenna's there. She's from Canada. And... Tammy, the Asian chick, who I think is from like the Buffalo, Rochester, Western New York area. She's she's the one she's an interior designer. She's not afraid to rearrange. We've learned Um, they get in a manufactured battle where it, it turns out that McKenna's not there for the right reasons. And it seems like. Pete, so Pete like does a thing that they never do where he actually puts them in the same room with each other so they can kind of like battle it out. And then, but then he speaks to them individually and Tammy's like, look, 
this bitch is talking about the hashtag she wants to make. And she's talking about, you know, driving up her followers and stuff, which is what they're all there for. It's just that this McKenna's saying it out loud. Uh, This is what she said. Tammy said um, she's she's all about hashtag uh, McKenna show. She's about her brand. I don't need to be about my brand. I started my own business. Well, if you started your own business, I think you would be about promoting your brand. That's that's a really good point. Yeah. Uh, But so but then so you're like, oh, McKenna's been found out. He's Tammy's spilled the tea, as they like to say on the show. So McKenna's going to have to bounce here. And then he does the old switcheroo and he gets rid of Tammy. He's like, can I walk you out? And which in which case I'd be like, go fuck yourself. I'll walk my fucking self out. Um, But she bounces and then they have a rose ceremony a little bit later. And then he he does the double whammy and he kicks McKenna's ass out, too. That so is, this that is, is something this I enjoy. Is, yeah, McKenna is the uh, not only Canadian, but she was born in 1997. She's the youngest. She's the youngest woman that. on the on the cast, and uh, as emotional as as you would think a, a 21, 22 year old would be in this setting, and um, and Tammy tries to tries to pick a fight with her to get her out. She Tammy somehow comes out looking bad in this whole thing. He keeps Tammy and then he does like he keeps McKenna through the cocktail hour. But I think yeah. it's like really cruel to, 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 to not give her a rose. Why not just tell Tammy and McKenna, look, to be honest, I wasn't into the relationships with either of you. Right. Yes. So let's just not waste each, any of our time. And, and you could both leave because he, instead he like tr- wanted to I guess he wanted to give McKenna that little victory. Um, yeah, yeah, it was weird because it wasn't like they wouldn't have somebody else to send home because he sends up, he ends up sending home the ginge, which is a just massive, massive error in judgment. In my opinion, if you got a chance to get a redhead into a fantasy suite, just to a man, that's something you need to make happen. Just trust me on that. Um, so that was, that was a bummer to see Lexi go, but then also he bounced Sydney, the one he was just basically intercoursing on rocks earlier. Like that did not look comfortable. For some reason, the show, there must've been something else going on that the show didn't want to reveal. I don't know. I mean, yet again, an extremely attractive woman. Like, uh, like top 10 in the history of the show. And they were, yes. She looks like the kind of girl that's been sex sex trafficked. She looks like she was at Hartsfield airport in Atlanta and somebody, somebody chloroformed her. And then now she's somehow she's wakes up and she's on the bachelor. That's, that's, that's the vibe I get from Sydney, but I get what you're saying. But I mean, she, and she seems to be fairly level-headed. She told a very tragic tale of her childhood and that she spent her senior season and uh, senior year in Alabama having lunch on the toilet seat. Uh, oh. She didn't go to her prom yeah. because she was mixed race. Oh, um, and, oh yeah, Alabama. And that, yeah, and, and that later that night, he's like, I have one more thing to do after the cocktail hour and after the date. Let's get into our bathing suits and go into this tropical pool area or waterfall area, whatever it was. I was into that. And then, 
they they did have as close to intercourse as you can on network television on rocks. With, their, with their bathing suits on, on. Rocks. and i don't know if that was last episode or this episode but when they said goodbye to her which was this last episode there there wasn't more drama to it i really thought that she would be stunned because because i thought yeah. she was definitely going to the uh, fantasy suites if not hometown Yes. And uh but yeah, she she got she got dropped off before the final six. Stunning turn of events. Something else going on. Yeah. Something well then wasn't there some discussion like I kinda wanna bring her back. And In the uh tease? Hold on. No, because I didn't yeah, maybe on the tease and I didn't watch it, but I read a recap. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't realize McKenna was spelled M Y K E N N A. Um, the, the other woman sent home, this is from refinery 29 to give credit. The other woman sent home is Sydney Hightower, which is genuinely any relation to, uh, the dude from police Academy, Bubba Smith's character. <laughs> yeah. Hightower. Does she, does she roll with, uh, who's the other guy? <laughs> I can't remember this. Um, Are you going police academy yeah. references here? Yeah, yeah I, I, I got nothing for you. <laughs> you don't, you don't remember but, police but, academy? Hold on. Uh, the, uh, but the thing was, Sydney no, was, hold on. I was reading a thing. Yeah. Hold on. Let me finish yeah. reading the thing. The other woman sent home is Bubba Smith's niece, Sydney Hightower, which is genuinely shocking. She and Peter had so much chemistry. She seemed like Final Four material for sure. Hold on. Uh, oh, maybe I didn't read that. I thought it said something about him asking actually, if he could bring her back. I don't, and now I don't see that. Okay, go on. What were you going to say? Well, well, um, you know, Tammy, the aforementioned Tammy that got into it with McKenna, she also got into it with Kelsey, excuse me, Kelsey, um, uh, a couple episodes ago. Now, hold Kelsey, on. Kelsey's, Kelsey's um, champagne facial, right? She's champagne facial. Somehow she's still around. I thought like she I, got kicked I off like a it. week ago, and then I see no, her I again in the previews. I don't see the intrigue at all. I don't see the intrigue no, at she all. Looks, I really don't. She looks like Busy Phillips, which is not a compliment. Well, I I called early on. I said she's like good lighting, bad lighting chick on yes. Seinfeld, and she, I, and she's still like that. Sometimes she looks really good, and then other other times uh, not so much. So the. Uh, so Tammy got into it with Kelsey and Kelsey won out there. Then Tammy tries to get into it with this Sydney chick. And all of a sudden, like kind of the, uh, the street part of Sydney's background comes out. Tammy's, I guess, just spouting lies at her. And Sydney says, quote, yo, you crazy. Yo, yo, you crazy. Yo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you hear that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Like she's kind of been this like innocent kind of person. She's very little. Uh, yeah. And then she just started, uh, she started spouting that, which was funny. Yeah. No, it's uh, good. So, uh, by the way, um, in one of the rose ceremonies, he says goodbye to this Cheyenne who it's not spelled like Cheyenne, Wyoming. It's spelled a way that she'll have her name is spelled her entire life. Yeah. And um, and she drops on the way out. Um, some girls here are not who they seem. Yeah. And yeah. that throws him. He's like, whoa, what? What? This happens every um, season. Yeah. As if he, <laughs> as if that's a big shock. He's never watched The Bachelor uh, before. 
<laughs> right, right. That, and, and it's really funny because uh, the, there's always the, the women that just fall into the exact same traps that the, the show that the show shows every single year. Like you would think that after so many uh, seasons that these women would see these traps coming and avoid them. But every season, women take it so seriously and they get into these drama traps. And by the way, the theme of the last couple episodes, you heard Peter say it and you heard the contestants say it. After they got rid of one drama chick, uh, they kept saying, hopefully the drama is behind us and we could work on our relationships with Peter. They must have said that six to ten times in the last two episodes. And do they realize when they're saying that that? If it was all about the relationships with Peter, it would be a boring ass show that the show promotes drama without drama. Nobody would watch the show. So if if you actually put the drama behind you, it would be a lame ass show. Don't they understand that? Um, Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point of the show is the drama. Uh, I found it at the end of this refinery 29 article that I was reading from emboldened. It says what? Chris Harrison tells Peter during the very teased finale that he should have picked Sydney and he can still go back and find her. What? If he would like. How does that mean? So he's probably going to go back to the fucking hotel, knock on her door. She's going to be all made up and there's going to be, and she's going to be miked and there's going to be cameras in there. But she's going to be like, she's going to be like, Oh my God. What are you doing here? I was just getting ready to have my tea. Do you, what? Um, I guess come in. And then she's got like a way nicer suite than everybody else. It's going to be one of those situations. And he's going to invite her back. And then you know what he's going to do? He's going to cut her either second to last or third to last or fourth to last. That's exactly what's going to happen. I don't, there's, I don't, I honestly think there was something up with uh, him letting her go this, this, this past episode because there wasn't that long goodbye. Like literally she just went up, gave him a hug and took off. It wasn't even that like drama filled thing where she's like, this was blindsiding. But, um, by the way, when you talk about, um, just people dropping in on hotel rooms that also happened. Um, what's her face? Kelsey, uh, just when everyone was having downtime, went over to Peter's hotel room. That happens every season. And so he opens the door and he's like, Kelsey, what are you doing here? Well, I'm sure you, you knew that she was coming because they needed to have cameras inside your hotel room. Of course. And, and you, you were just mic'd. sitting on the side of the pool looking off into space. That's that's what you were doing. You know, you know um, what would be better? You know what would like totally flip the script if he's answered the door and he's like, Kelsey, and he's like doing up his pants and there's like a disheveled <laughs> PA in the background and it's a dude. <laughs> and he, he's like putting his shirt back on and stuff like that would be amazing. <laughs> You've, uh, you. I think you've said that those exact words before. You really want that to happen. I don't. Yeah, that's, that's one of the fantasy scenes I don't, on the show. I don't remember saying that before, but, but now you that you mention it, admit, you have to admit that the show has been trying a lot of new things because they've done the same thing over and over again. The no contestant has ever been caught with a staffer. That that would be that definitely would be a bombshell. Um, but Kelsey like uh, goes over and they you know they smooch on the couch and stuff. And not only does Peter allow her to come in privately away, away from the, the girls, which I guess is technically against the rules, but maybe not. They do it every he season. Pulls out, 
he pulls out a rose out of nowhere. He goes and gets a rose and gives yeah, her the yeah, rose yeah. for imposing on him yeah. and doing what you're not supposed to do. <laughs> she walks back into the house with the rose after she broke the rules. Uh, Peter, like, he just can't quite get it right. When he let uh, Alea back on the show and all the girls just went pissed off on him, he stepped in it there, and then he gives a, a woman a rose who uh, illegal es- illegally escaped to his hotel room. Yeah, and then yeah. and then he has the balls to say, hopefully we're behind the drama. <laughs> we're beyond the drama. I used to get I used to get so annoyed at the shenanigans of the show because it's there are rules to the show. It's not like it's not like you can be on Jeopardy and you could be like write down your <laughs> final Jeopardy answer and then and then um Alex Trebek can be like, Oh, sorry, we were looking for and you can go, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Alex, I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly write down I know you said that one was wrong, but I'm gonna make a new rule here where I'm gonna write down a different final Jeopardy answer, and then Alex Trebek can be like, Oh, that's actually right. You're, it is Aaron Burr. You're right about that. Okay. What'd you wager? Like on this show, he's like, oh yeah, Sydney, you're out of here. Sorry. And then he's like, hey, should I bring her back? You can't do that. That's against right. the rules. What? There's rules right. to this shit. And, but, but now they have, they have uh, subverted the rules so many times. Who, who could forget Nick Vile being added, showing up. Banging the bachelorette and then being added to the cat. Oh, I think we're going to keep him. Let's yeah. let's keep him here. What? Whoever yeah. heard of this? This is crazy. But now it's so they just make it up as they go along. Hey, I'm going to only kick off one girl this week. Okay, whatever. Like what? 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 What's happening here? Why even have a show? Why even pretend that there are rules if you just make them up as you go? Right. And, and that's why I said, I mean, they, they, they continuously push the, uh, push the boundaries back. And I think, uh, I haven't even thought about this until now, but I think a liaison with a staffer might be the next thing. It won't be the, it won't be the subject. I think it'll be one of the contestants. They can't, they can't ruin the entire thing with the the actual subject doing it. And that does happen. That does happen. A a buddy of mine was producing a reality show where, and his roommate was working with him on the reality show. And he had, he had to fire his roommate because his roommate started banging an aging supermodel cast member on the show. So it's very, it's very common for these, for the crew people to, to start mixing it up with the talent. I'm doing <laughs> I, air quotes. I have, talent. I have no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 I mean, they you're all working so together. Many yeah. hours together. Long days. Yeah. And there's, there's always drinks involved. Cameras are off. Anyways. Um, by the way, I, I, I wrote down this note, McKenna, the 22 year old, who's just, um, the, is very immature and was in over her head before being sent home. She spent the latter part or the better part of the last two days complaining that, uh, that Peter hadn't taken her on the, on a one-on-one date. And she just couldn't get her head wrapped around the fact that he hadn't taken her on a one-on-one date. And it got into her head and she's like, I'm going to pack my bags. I don't know if I'm into this. And then she kind of like gives into that and goes on the, the, the group date. Um, 
I just need to tell McKenna something. In The Bachelor and in real life, when a guy doesn't ask you to go on a date, he that just tells you his interest level in you. <laughs> There's nothing that says when I sign up on The Bachelor, I'm definitely going to get a one-on-one date. There's nothing that says that, but she just couldn't get her head wrapped around that. Isn't that just the most obvious of signs? Um, yeah, it's, but these people are so delusional. They all think that he's their boyfriend and he's, she's, so she's like, oh, well, he's going out with all these other girls and he didn't invite me, but it's, it's okay because he's (laughs) my boyfriend. He'll understand that all, I also want to be there and it'll be fine because we're boyfriend and girlfriend and just no one else realizes it, but they probably should. So I'll go along and then everybody will know. That's, that's, that's the level also, of delusion we're dealing with here. And that, and that's like one of those traps that women always fall into. Like McKenna would also fall into the category of the woman that when Peter calls off the cocktail hour and goes straight to the rose ceremony, she gets pissed at the people that caused the cocktail hour to be uh, nullified as if that five minutes of sitting with him will change the world. Like if I could just sit down with, with him on the couch, then he'll be really interested in me. The whole thing is just so funny to me that every season these women fall into these traps. It's pretty awesome. Uh, but to, to be honest, the, um, the, the season is down to six women. Um, the, the black woman who I don't think has gone on a one-on-one, and who hasn't really seen the light of day other than just kind of off camera um, making faces at, at some of the drama. She's one of the last six. This Madison woman um, that met his family on the first date. She's still there. The basketball I, player. The one that the oh, one yeah. that the, the, the have, lesbian that doesn't know it yet. And they have a very strong co- a, a connection. So this past episode one of the uh, activities on the group date was they went to a Chilean soap opera and so Telemundo horrible. or whatever. So and horrible. they, uh, they did scripted um, scenes from a soap opera and, you know, McKenna played the maid that never gets any attention. And then finally um, the subject falls in love with her at the end. But um, as they're, they're doing this and, and it's just cheesy lines and everything else, he's able to make out with most of the women on the set. And then yeah, it's great. He gets this Madison alone at the cocktail hour and he, he pulls out a piece of paper. Oh, see, and I says, fast forwarded this. I didn't see this. And he says, I wrote a script for us. And the script entailed this um, a small talk, small talk. And then I actually love you and I want to make love to you right now. And then they start kissing. He wrote a script for them to ultimately just start making out. That's what the script was. <laughs> we're, we're going to make out in, uh, during the cocktail hour here. So uh, Madison yeah. and Peter are good. She's part of the last six. Um, like I said, the, the aforementioned black woman that for some reason her name isn't coming to me. Uh, she's still around. Oh, right. He gave a rose to, to Kelly, the lo- the reluctant contestant, the lawyer. Yep. He gave a rose to her. She's, she's going to pull. She's, she's such a Charlene, the opera singer, 
that she's going to make a play to leave the show just prior to either Hauntdowns or Fantasy Suite. Just prior to Hauntdowns, she's going to yeah. bounce and say, like, I don't, I just, I'm not feeling it, or whatever they say, because she wants bigger and better things. You don't want, the, the worst thing you can possibly do for your brand is win the Bachelorette. <laughs> right. The Bachelor. You don't want to, you want to be one of those people that could, cause then you're just in a couple. Remember, uh, Colton and Cassie, you see Cassie around much these days? No, <laughs> you don't, but it's, but if you lose, if you get all the way to the end, then you get just as much screen time and you can immediately pop up on paradise. You can yep. do, you can just start making Insta stories. You can do some club openings. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of possibilities there. Whereas if you're, so if you're in a fake relationship with a, with a closeted ex Wisconsin football player or, or Southern Illinois, wherever he went, it's tougher. It's tougher to make things go. So you don't want to win. The worst thing that can happen is you win. Uh, okay. So who's, who's left we, with uh, the cute, so we the cute black chick that we don't know. Her. Oh, Natasha. Natasha. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know her at all. We don't know her yeah. story. And somehow yeah. she's lasted to the final six. Yeah. She's cute. Madison, though. I like her. Madison, the ball player. Not into her whatsoever. Too, too mask. Kelly's left. Kelsey is in the final six. Busy Phillips. Uh, not a fan. Yeah. And then, uh, Vict- and then Victoria F and Hannah Ann. Those are your final six. Uh, wow. We so it's talked about Hannah Ann, by the way. You yeah, like her. I do. Well, yeah, I, I do like her. I sh- well, I, I will say I, she's not really my deal. She's kind of like a, um, you know, like taller, sort of broad shouldered chick with fake boobs, which isn't really my thing. I'm more into like a natural look which I've made clear before on the show. Uh, but that said, she's objectively pretty. Like you can't, you couldn't look, you, no one would look at her and go, Oh, look at that dog. You know, she's, she's, she's attractive. Um, so she's a front runner. Who are the front runners? It's obviously Victoria F it's hers to lose. She, she could easily quit down the, down the stretch because she's got, she could easily be a bachelorette. She could make big things right. happen. She's her brand is just blown up. Uh, she's also done the thing where she's shown up on national TV and demonstrated that she has dated a, a quasi famous country singer yep. air quotes. Um, so that's that like opens her up t- for the Wilmer Valderrama's of the world to slide into her DMS, <laughs> you know? Um, so she's got, she's got big things, but she's, I would say she's the front runner um, along with Hannah Ann. And then, just, I'm just going to go out there just based on what I read here on Refinery29. Sydney comes back in and makes a deep run. I just, Hightower's for some niece. Reason, I, I just don't see that. Like Something I, I, happened yeah. this past episode where it seems like a, a, a finale for her. But um, by the well, way, she got, I, she, uh, you mean by her getting kicked off the show? <laughs> did that seem, seemed, did that seem seemed, like a final? No, it just seemed final only because there wasn't a whole lot of, uh, there wasn't this long, sappy goodbye. It was just kind of, all right, see you later. Um, Madison, I think, is the maybe one of the front runners, and she's the safest one. She's the least interesting one, but he's got a big connection with her. Um, That's true. That's a good point. The entire, 
entire thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Matt, I forgot about that. Madison but. maybe is the most stable, level-headed one of the bunch. If you don't count Kelly, who we both know is not in it for the long haul. Yeah, she's going to quit. So you, Wrong reasons. So you have kind of – and Victoria F. obviously has issues. Uh, Kelsey has issues. So there isn't a lot of stability in this bunch. I think Madison probably takes this thing. I could see that, but remember, you're saying he's got a connection with Madison. Let's not forget, Pete's a bit of a wild card. He was making out. He was basically having intercourse, sex, with Sydney on rocks by a jacuzzi and then kicked her off the show five minutes later. So you never know. I, I see what you're saying with this Madison thing, but maybe he will realize she's masculine like I do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Anything else? Um, I think that's it. We're not. We're not going to take any more weeks. No, off. we're here. We're, gonna we're take, in it. Take this thing through uh, hometowns yeah. and fantasy suites and the finale and the after the rose. All of it. All the above. All the above. We're going to do it all. Okay. Absolutely. Great job. Uh, good. Good to be back with you, Jason. I missed you. Uh, for Jason. Later. For Jason Stewart. My name is Brian Beckner. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. We're making a connection. We're falling in love. We're chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. we starting in LA and then we travel the world. we toasting champagne. We got 32 girls. Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated? Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated? We always speculating like you wouldn't believe. But I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve. So it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the baller lifestyle we living in. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the baller lifestyle. lifestyle. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in.